Hello and welcome into another episode of Two Cent Sports Talk. I'm your host, Adam Katulak, joined by my co-host, Brian Crum. Hey, what's going on, Adam? Hey, man, Great how's talk it going? about the 2021 NFL Draft. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I, I really love the draft. That's one of my favorite things of the entire year. You got the draft, Super Bowl, playoff football, you know, playoff basketball, playoff baseball. I really enjoy all of those things combined. But in terms of the NFL draft, you get to really see, you know, impact to families and players who have worked their entire lives for this moment to really have a breakthrough and make it to the professional, you know, professional leagues in the NFL, which is um, just so exciting. And it's great to see it for their families and and just see what happens there. And then, you know, almost every every fan is, you know, left with hope and optimism about the future year because they have new players, new talent in there with them. So we're, I'm, I'm, I really enjoy the draft. And I love the whole process of it. And it was cool that it was in Cleveland for the uh, for the first time this year, which is pretty cool. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. So, yeah. It's funny that it was in Cleveland in a year that Cleveland was not picking in the top ten. Yeah, I that mean, was ironic. People, people have probably heard that over and over again, but... I don't know. I, I feel like I've been thinking that over and over again. And yeah. that me and Adam actually watched the draft together and mm-hmm. in Adam's place. And uh, it was, I mean, me and Adam, like Adam said, it's it's one of the best nights of the year where you can just, you can, you know, open a few beverages of your choice and yeah. uh, sit mm-hmm. back, relax, and, and watch your predictions either come true or not. And mm-hmm. Me and Adam felt like we we hit on on some of these predictions. We we wish we we actually regret that we did not do a pre-draft uh, podcast, mm-hmm. but because I think we would have gotten a few right. Yep. But we'll we'll have to stay humble here, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we wanted to start off. Adam, sorry, I cut you off there. You're good. Did you have any other any other thoughts? Nope, that's it. I'm ready to get into this and uh, you know okay. talk about these uh, these players and these teams and in right. the future here. Yeah, because me and Adam, like I said, we we watched this together, so we were analyzing this real time, and we we have a lot of thoughts that we want to share, um, or at least record for for our own sake to go back to and see what we were thinking at this time. So first off, we want to talk about the quarterback situation because that's that's the big deal because. I mean, this is the first time in my young 25 years that I can ever remember three quarterbacks going back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And then the fact of the matter was that some of those quarterbacks weren't even the ones that they thought were the second or third best quarterback. Those quarterbacks didn't go until the 11th pick and the 15th pick. So, Adam, what what are your thoughts? I'm going to pass it back to you. We, we have Trevor Lawrence at number one to the Jaguars. And then we've got Zach Wilson at number two to the Jets. And we have Trey Lance at number three to uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So what what are your thoughts on those first three picks? Yeah, so um, I'm going to start with Trevor Lawrence. And I've seen him a few times in college. I'm a huge fan of him. Obviously, I think most people are. He's been one of the highest-rated quarterbacks. I think it's fourth all-time for Mel Kuyper. Um, so I'm just really excited to talk about him and just you know, see fourth his Fourth all-time. Do you know who that was behind? Because wasn't it Peyton Manning? Elway and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. And John Elway. So, yeah, those okay. are the three quarterbacks that Mel Kuyper rated ahead of him um, He's been all doing time, this for forever. I think I heard that he put out his first draft board whenever McShay was 42, right? I'm, I'm not sure. But <laughs> or, 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 
yeah. was one. Todd, yeah, that, that's probably true. That was, that's probably true. But, okay, go um, ahead, sir. Yeah, but going off the Jaguars, you know, I'm really excited to see what uh, Urban Meyer and um, that staff does with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the, the draft picks and capital they've had recently um, this past year. I'm, I'm really optimistic about it. I think that Urban Meyer is going to be similar to Pete Carroll in the sense that, you know, the draft is going to be um, – is his friend. I think he's gonna have a lot of hits because when Pete Carroll came from USC, he really um, hit the draft really well. So he had like Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, uh, players like that coming in, in the later rounds, and you know it really filled him. And that's because he was a college analyst first. You know, well Pete Carroll was a head coach and went from USC to Seattle. Urban Meyer was Ohio State college analyst. You know, he's recruited these guys, seen them, played it, played against them, and now yeah. you know analyzed them he's, throughout the college football he's, season. He's so, the top scout. So I mean, you, you know, typically because yeah. he he spent his whole time scouting these guys as high schoolers. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, not scouting them personally, but getting the but, scouting report. And yeah. he's one of the top top tier. I mean, top probably five schools in the nation for college football. So he knows them pretty intimate. Yeah, and he's intimately known- and. And he's a Florida boy. And yeah. Lawrence wasn't far from Florida, right? So yeah, he's in um he's in Georgia, yep. But I mean it's also just going back to, you know, you know you don't have a Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin or you know, anyone like that really scouting throughout the year. You know, you, yeah. you scout, you know, a certain period of time. Obviously, you have general managers scouting throughout the year, but Urban Meyer and the general manager were scouting the whole time. So I'm really optimistic about it. I, I like that they got ETN to have someone familiar in the backfield with them. That'll be cool. I know they have James Robinson as a running back as well who had pretty good all-purpose yards but etn could be you know in the slot catching um catching the ball he's also a really good runner he runs a 4-4 i think he's acc uh all-time leader in rushing yards so i I mean he's a player there then they got you know just some other help around the board you know big name schools um uh players so i'm I'm just really excited to see what happens there with urban and trevor and i think that they're really going to build a team around trevor help him grow and develop and there's not gonna be too much pressure with you know jacksonville being a college town it's not like in new york or chicago um, in LA or anything like that, I guess it's it's more Philadelphia. It's more of a you know college kind of town. They haven't they're not used to winning, so yeah. there's gonna be a little bit more leash, a little more leeway. If they start losing, if they go on a five game losing streak, that's all right. You know, it's not gonna be the end of the world as long as Trevor's performing well and growing. I think that the city's gonna embrace him, and it's gonna really you know be something special to watch. I'm very very optimistic and excited to watch the Jaguars over the few years. Plus, with um some dysfunction in the in the division with the Texans. You know, and then Titans and Colts are just, That's you know, we'll see what story. happens there. Yeah. You know, they have potential, you know, in the next few years to potentially take over the division with the draft capital they've had and, you know, Urban potentially hitting on a few later picks, um, more so than other teams well, potentially. Adam, if I can jump in real yep. quick. The one thing that I like, too, that you touched on right away was the fact that they went out and they, they got Etienne right there. Yep. So, I mean, right there, they're – I mean, Robinson had such a good year, but that was just a bonus. Mm-hmm. So if they really want to, that could be a trade piece. And at this point, it's or, – or just a good two, like mm-hmm. the like the Browns with Hunt and uh, Chubb. I don't know what their running styles are really like, if they are compatible or if they're the same thing. But, I mean, they're, they're building for the quarterback of the future. This is the new Jaguars, and they've got the new head coach – who's a college winner and a college recruiter, and he gets two top talents out of the college game who, you know, were playing at the top, you know, the highest level that he, I mean, he was announcing or just commentating about college football last year, so he was aware. Um, I just, I think that that's fun for the worst team in the league. Yes. And that's just, <clears throat> it, I wonder if the Jets fans are beating themselves up right now. 
yeah, it's it's nice to have you know, top to bottom, all interesting teams, all storylines that you want to pay attention to, see what happens there. You know, and the Jaguars being the worst team, and the Jets, you know, being the second worst team, the last year. Um, it's just really gonna be really interesting because there's storylines and energy around the teams that you'll be able to watch and you know really grow with. So I'm I am excited about that as well. So um. Yeah, and then um, with that, we're probably gonna we're gonna transition to the uh, New York Jets with Zach Wilson, like you mentioned earlier, who was um, taken. Yeah, let's to... let's run through these last two then, yeah. uh, because I think Lawrence was the big thing, but now it's just kind of what 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 do you think about the fit I for, am... for these for the last four quarterbacks really? Because Lawrence was the thing that we knew, and now yeah. the the things that we didn't know going into this draft is where the other four quarterbacks gonna fall. Yeah, and we were surprised that. That Fields and, and Matt Jones fell a little bit. Well, what what people would consider falling uh, from the spot they they were projected to go at, mm-hmm. but I think that they didn't really fall. I think that there were five teams that needed quarterbacks, like really needed quarterbacks uh, for if they wanted to be smart building for their future, and uh, the five teams got them in the top fifteen picks, yep. but. So how do you think that he fits in New York and why he's a better fit than Sam Darnold? I um I think that Darnold uh that's a good question. See, I I I would have been fine and I I think the Jets really did consider keeping Darnold as their quarterback this uh this next year. I think the or do reason Do you do you think that he is a better fit? I, I'm Darnold. not entirely sure that he is a better fit than Sam Darnold, but I think that it makes sense for their timeline. Resetting the quarterback yeah. clock is what is what is important there, and that's what they wanted to do there. They they themselves said that. That's the reason they got rid of Sam Darnold was specifically to reset the clock. It wasn't any other reason other than that. So um, they love Sam Darnold, and I still think Sam Darnold, he's 23 years old, going to play with the Panthers. I'm really optimistic about that team, but we'll get to that another day. Um, but yeah. with the Jets, the what they did with this draft and Joe Douglas did with the second draft, uh, I I was really impressed with, and they're doing what for Zach Wilson what they didn't do for Sam Darnold. They got an offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, is gonna be a very good interior offensive lineman there. They got Elijah Moore with their second round pick, a really good you know pretty solid wide receiver. Many people graded him the fourth best receiver, and then they got Michael Carter, the fourth best running back in the draft in the in the fourth round, who was projected to go potentially second. Uh, early third, so I I think that they're getting some offensive pieces around Zach Wilson there that they're that they weren't able to do with you know Sam Darnold. Crowder was probably the best weapon for Darnold, and that that's you know a crappy offensive line. They've improved the offensive well, line, and they gave him well, weapons. The thing about I'm looking him forward too, to that. Adam. I sorry, I'm I'm getting cut to you off You're good. again. Okay, sorry. Um, I I think that uh, getting that offensive line around him, I like you said, the timeline just makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Where they they are going to be able to protect this kid and Sam Darnold, he was a standout, you know, stand up athlete and just a good human being. And he came out of USC, which is you know that's a you should be a confident quarterback coming out of there. Mm-hmm. But he's young, like you yeah. said. So in going to New York, New York's a big city. Yeah, that that is a city that will eat you up. And I feel like this kid, he has more of that. Uh, that flash maybe mm, yeah. out of Cali where he, he is just like a, a confident young quarterback. And I'm not saying Sam Darnold's not confident, but I'm just saying he might be able to, to fit the limelight and the timeline makes more sense where yeah. he's, he's actually older. They're getting him a line. I mean, we're seeing that's the first thing that you need is mm. just a line to yeah. protect we your saw investment in the, Super Bowl. In the future. Yeah. 
So, so, so the next one then, Shanahan at number three. Yep. Uh, San Fran takes um, Trey Lance from North Dakota Trey State. Trey Lance, and that one was kind of a surprise pick, and that one was kind of a not not a surprise pick, but everyone just no one knew exactly where they were going to go, mm-hmm. and everyone knew that Shanahan is a a smart, uh, you know, what some people would consider a quarterback guru. Mm-hmm. So. So seeing him pick Trey Lance was pretty interesting. Yeah. Did you like that pick, Adam, or, or what are you thinking? I like the Trey Lance pick. I know Mac Jones was the reason they traded up there, according to Adam Scheffner. They were comfortable enough to trade up to three to take Mac Jones, and then they wanted to do, to do more analysis on Justin Fields and Trey Lance to see, hey, is Mac Jones really the right pick or not? But they were comfortable enough to take him at three. They just wanted to do due diligence. In doing that, Trey Lance only had one game last year, so they weren't able to you know watch a whole season. You know He played 17 starts just like Mac Jones in the college. But I, I really like the pick. They really talked about the intelligence of Trey Lance and I he was my second favorite quarterback I think he has a high upside um really intelligent you know pretty accurate guy and he has the athleticism I think he's a mixture of like a Justin Fields and Mac Jones where they talk about Mac Jones's IQ all the time and then Justin Fields athleticism not to say they don't you know Mac Jones can't move around a little bit and Justin Fields doesn't have the intelligence I'm just saying a combination of the two and that makes him the perfect fit I feel like um, yeah. In that sense, you know, because I heard, um, I think Adam Schefter said that they were surprised, but he, what they considered him the um, the smartest quarterback in this draft. So I mean, that 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 just goes to show there. Plus, he has the athleticism of moving around a little bit and stuff. He has lesser competition. He's not as ready to play as Mac Jones is per se. But they have Jimmy Garoppolo for the period of time. I like the pick. They took the high upside guy who's intelligent and accurate, decent sized arm. I, I think that it makes a lot of sense to me. He he's the. He's the guy who, uh, if if Shanahan is the quarterback guru, coach that uh, people see him as, or or that you know maybe or not he he wants that limelight, but he's picking the guy that he see he's confident that he can mold this quarterback into what this quarterback needs to be, and he sees the most potential in this kid out of the other two because we know what we're getting more so with with a Matt Jones or a Justin Fields where Justin Fields you know we I don't know it, it's just this kid is uh, more of the prototype quarterback and has the athleticism and is still young and easy to mold and I think Shanahan's ready to take that challenge and I have one more thing to say about Kyle Shanahan there and um so in the first 16 starts of a career for all quarterbacks of all time it goes. Patrick Mahomes has the most passing yards. You know who's second in that list? On that list, it's it's Nick Mullins, who's the backup currently. You know, or the third string guy for the 49ers, and that's mainly due to Kyle Shanahan. So if you look at passing yards, you know, I mean, they they weren't winning those games, but I mean, passing yards, he made Nick Mullins, you know, the second um, highest passer, you know, passer in terms of yards for the first 16 starts of their career. So that's just something that you really see there, and like that's that's a Kyle yeah. Shanahan effect, you know. And when he had a full year of a healthy quarterback, they go into the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. I think the big reason is they want health, and you know, they want durability there, and that's something that they were concerned about. That's why they moved up. Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter in this league when healthy. But that, yeah. that's that's what the issue is, is when is he healthy. So you keep him this year, you potentially trade him, or if he gets hurt by September, you put Trey Lance in. One of the two. That's the plan. It makes sense to me. You just can't, you know, tie yourself to someone that's not reliable, you know. So that's that's my thought. That's my two cents yeah. there. So <laughs> Boom. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. But, so then going on from that, mm-hmm. uh, I because I agree with you there, and you you're definitely more in depth with me at it. I yeah. I, I me and Adam. I feel like Adam, I'm more the conceptual high level guy, and then Adam's the one who actually like freaking loves this so much that he goes in depth and yeah. researches it all. I fall asleep <laughs> thinking about it. I wake up thinking about it. It's just. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you love it though. That's I do. I, I do. I do love it. it. Yeah, I am. I am oh. enthusiastic about it. I do enjoy it very much. So, yeah. yep. And then, okay. So at eleven, we've got uh, Matt Jones. Oh, no, so no, 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 no. We have. I'm sorry. We have. Go ahead, Adam. Justin Fields. Yes, we have Justin Fields with Justin, the Bears. Justin yep. Fields at eleven. Okay. Yeah. That I. I just think Matt Jones there because I think Matt Jones to New England. Mm-hmm. is more of a sure thing than Justin Fields to the Bears. So I just, for some reason, I'm not even, like, uh, trying to, to make this a uh, thing, but I, I think that that's more of a sure pick, so I give that the 11. So Justin Fields yeah. at 11 to the Bears, and then Matt Jones to New England. Mm-hmm. Adam, I just kind of shared how I thought about it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, my- I, and I'm not bashing the, the Bears pick there. Yeah. I'm saying I, I just think that the fit makes more sense for New England. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Matt Jones would be a better fit for Chicago than Justin Fields. Yeah. I see the upside with Justin Fields just like they might have saw, just like the 49ers saw with Trey Lance. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, um, I think situation is a large part of how quarterbacks develop overall you know a lot of quarterbacks yeah. bust you see a lot of teams similar to the Browns before you know Baker and Stefanski and we'll still see how that plays out but I mean it's looking a lot more optimistic than you know almost any other quarterback in the last 20 or so years I would say so um it's just that kind of situation it's not just them it's the Jets as well they moved off Darnold you know you have multiple teams drafting quarterbacks miss hit and miss hit and miss there so if you don't have a quarterback you have a little bit of trouble there but I think that the Bears um I don't know. I, I'm really. I don't know how comfortable I feel about that situation. They did address two. Uh, they did address the um, some offensive line help. You know, two offensive tackles with their first, uh, with their second and third pick. But um, second round pick, uh, offensive tackle, and then um, a fifth round pick, offensive tackle. But it's still not. I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm not in love with the situation. You have Allen Robinson, but he was holding out a little bit. He's not thrilled to be on the franchise tag, and then. Um, Cohen's coming. He's a good wide receiver, though. Yeah, he's a good wide receiver. That's just one guy, you know. I mean, Justin That's Fields just is coming from you know having Chris Olave, who's going to be a first round pick next year, and and um, Garrett, and they have a few other guys, you know, coming in every year, and they have a great offensive line. I mean, it's just going to be a little bit, you know, their defense is pretty well set. But I, I just think that the Patriots organization, the stability we've seen with you know when you have an into intelligent you know quarterback they can develop with Bill Belichick taking over the defensive side of things calling schemes that fit Mac Jones he is an intelligent quarterback there he's going to fit their complex offense and it's going to look pretty good you have Cam Newton to sit behind I know the Bears say they want to sit Justin Fields behind um um Andy Dalton for the beginning of the year but it's I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work especially if you know Ryan Pace and uh, Nagy's jobs could potentially be on the line after this year. I mean, he could be forced, pushed in a little bit more rather than Bill Belichick's not going anywhere. So being rushed as well is another um, issue I see there. So I think the best fit overall is New England just for stability's sake um, and having the best coach in the NFL compared to, you know, someone who's on the hot seat. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. See, the thing is, me and Adam are able to agree about this because usually we talk about it before 
like to some extent. And during well, the draft, actually, during not the, really. Just this one, actually. Yeah, during but the draft, we, we talked about this, and this is where we really, you know, hey, this is what I'm thinking here. I I think that Justin Fields has a higher ceiling. It could really be yeah. a good quarterback in this league, but I, I wasn't thrilled about the Bears situation. That I, that could change, but right, um, and that's and and that's what I was thinking too because I we <clears throat> I think we shared thoughts on this where I I might be reiterating what you just said, but uh, Matt Jones in New England with Bill Belichick just makes so much sense. I mean, you you even. When we were talking about that, you showed me a picture of a tweet that said Brady has a tight, or Belichick has a tight. <laughs> and we had said before that, yeah, you know, I think this makes sense. He, he reminds me of Tom Brady. I think he's smart enough. He's, uh, he's, he's got the arm. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. a Belichick caliber quarterback who, who can sit and wait. He doesn't have an ego is another yeah. thing. And that's where, where Brady, you know, Brady doesn't have it. Brady knows he's the best, but he, he doesn't rub it in your face. There are some hot shot quarterbacks like Cam Newton was known to be, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's why now Cam Newton is a little more humbled in his career, and he wants to play for the best. Yep. So, so that's why he's there. And, and I think that makes sense. And then for the Bears, I think that, the high upside for Justin Fields makes the most sense there because they, I mean, they're, who did they just get, get rid of? Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. If I'm going to pick my next quarterback of the future, am I going to pick Matt Jones, who reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky, even though Mitchell Trubisky was more like raw talent because he was North Carolina and he Mm -hmm. just had more raw talent. But it's he he feels like the same mold as a uh, as a Matt Jones going to a big city in Chicago that could eat you up mm-hmm. just like New York and Justin Fields let's not forget he has a past where he has a chip on his shoulder coming from Georgia going to OSU and then earning the starting job you know Despite despite the hesitation that the fans and and everyone kind of gave pushback on mm-hmm. uh, at at first, I believe, mm-hmm. and then winning over the job, and then taking that big hit against Clemson, coming back in after yeah, coming back in after that, and he would let's not forget that he was on fire at the end of the year for OSU. <clears throat> he yeah. was yeah, and he that's why everyone had him at number two. Yeah. So, so I don't think that the Bears deserve to uh, to feel worried about that pick. Honestly, I think that they they're happy that he fell to them. You know, in my opinion, it's up to the organization. That's that's what it's up to. I don't think it's. I know. I, 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 think, know. I mean, Justin but, but Fields. As a Bears is, fan, oh, I'd be excited. That's who I want. You know. Yeah. No. It, it's the organization that needs to figure out what they're doing, and that's what that's what we were talking and about. And give them time to develop. That's why and we think Matt Jones is going to prosper yeah. in New England because it makes sense. Because he, I mean, he comes from the the Belichick tree. I mean. His his college head coach was Nick Saban was was good friends with Bill Belichick and they coached together. Yep. So and he's and he worked at 
I mean, he was a quarterback at Alabama. He was a championship winner at mm-hmm. Alabama. And now he's going to another legendary franchise that has coaching connections. That just, I think Matt Jones is going to prosper. Justin Fields, I think he was dealt another bad card. I think he was dealt a bad card in Georgia. I think he was dealt a bad, bad card at OSU almost where, you know, you have, you have your head coach. Urban Meyer was transferring out. Yeah. Like he didn't get the Urban Meyer. A new young head coach, you know. Who's Urban obviously Meyer proving himself, has basically but. passed on Justin Fields twice now, and yeah, Justin Fields yeah. is kind of slid because of it, I think. Mm-hmm. So now I think he has even a bigger chip on his shoulder, and the Bears organization, Chicago, Chicago in general, kind of has a chip on its shoulder with with Bears football and mm-hmm. and and the Bulls. Like they want they want to be the Chicago of the '90s. So I think it could be fun, and it's high upside. So I don't blame them for it. And like you said, though, their co- the coach's job is on the line. Yeah. So so that's going to be even more high pressure for Justin Fields. And I just I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think that he's been dealt a lot of bad cards, and that he's not a a high uh, he, he's not a prototypical quarterback. And that's why he's had the path he has had. He. He's kind of like a Russell Wilson type, even though he's higher. But what do you think, Adam? My thoughts are, um, you know, processing and reading defenses was one of the criticisms of Justin Fields. And I've also seen things come out that dispute that and whatnot. But, I mean, he fell for a reason. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the reason was. There could be some medical stuff that came out that I'm not going to get into because, I mean, I, I, it's under control and everything there. But um, I, I really think that, um, you know, I, I just think that the situation – plays such an important role because I think that Justin Fields potentially has the highest upside out of all these quarterbacks. I really think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a hit no matter what. I think he can elevate an organization around him. I I, I have no so, doubt about so that. So saying that, and, Adam, and, but like, do you think that the do you think that the Jets sort of taken Justin Fields at two? Um, if he has the highest upside. Or, he potentially or do you think does. That it's I, another situation. I I think that you know the way you see Zach Wilson throw the ball and just the ease of him throwing the ball and just flicking it down the field and, and almost the cool. Which I don't. I'm not going to say that that's what you should draft off of, but I feel like that's what the Jets were sort of going for there. And it's like you know, just it, he almost makes it look easy. I, I think that I would go. I I, I would have went Trey Lance. Um, honestly, I I really really like Trey Lance. I think that he is you know. He's he also has a huge upside, and so I think, you think that, Shanahan I think, got it right. I think Shanahan got it right, but I like Zach Wilson as well. And I mean, they've been set on him for a while. They've done their due diligence and they're thrilled about it. So I'm not going to question the Jets there. Um, but I think that Trey Lance would have been my. I would have heavily considered Trey Lance. I had Justin as my fourth best quarterback, and then Mac Jones being five in this draft. So that's just where I was at there. Um, but Fields. Fields and Wilson are really, really similar to me, and it's just pretty much about how you, you know, you feel like they're they're gonna fit in your scheme and your offense. So that, that's just what my thoughts were there. But um, I, I do like those four a lot, and then Mac Jones, um, you know, he, he's in a perfect situation. I really think he's gonna succeed. And from what I've heard, he's one of the most ready to start. You know, I think Trevor is really, really ready to play as well. He's won a national championship, beat Nick Saban as a freshman. You know, and oh, didn't lose an ACC game. He's only lost in the college football playoffs. So I mean, that that shows. You know, you're going against top talent and balling out uh, for the most part. So I really think Trevor's ready to go. But I think that Mac Jones also just. Um, you know, playing an offensive scheme with Steve Sarkeesian and um, 
Nick Saban, I mean, he's he's ready to play. You know, even though he's only started 17 starts, he's ready to play a pro-style offense. He's going to fit well with the Patriots, and I think that he's going to get some time to sit um, behind Cam Newton a little bit. Do you, think, learn a little do you bit think that and, they'll pull him in this year? Which one? I, I don't think that they should. Just anyone. Actually, in general, me and Adam have this conversation about, in general, and we, we've probably talked about this before, but mm-hmm. this is just because we don't listen back to our episodes, I guess, or remember them because it's more of a recording. In yeah. uh, a quarterback, we think that you should at least sit them for, for probably the first year. If you're, if you're in a serious rebuilding mode, if you're just trying to get a bandaid fix, then you might throw them in sooner than earlier, sooner than they're ready. So do you think Bill Belichick, like let, let's be honest, the the Jets are probably going to do that. They're, they're going to have to start. They're going to have to start um, Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah. First thing. Let's be honest. Um, Lawrence the will Bears, start. They're not. They're either going to start him day one, or he's going to be the quarterback by week ten. That's let's how be I, honest. Yeah. And then and then uh, who do Forty Niners? Trey Lance. I, I think the Forty uh, Niners. That one's a question. I think one they're if Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy. I think they're going to let Trey Lance really learn. I think that that's what they're yeah, going to do. He, because, didn't, he hasn't played in two we're years. Also, we're, we're, I mean, Jimmy G's still young, and he's still a uh, – I mean, he took them pretty far when he was healthy. Yeah, Super Bowl. So, yeah, <laughs> let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of it, you know. He took them to the Super Bowl when he was healthy. He also so, – yeah, yeah. So let's not forget, and, and that's why that pick makes sense for, for Shanahan there too, where mm-hmm. – you know, people can a quarterback can be better than another quarterback objectively, but this is an organizational pick. So and it's about fit too. They're, it's fit. They're, yeah. So it's about the fit. It's not about who's the better quarterback or who's the better player. That's mm-hmm. how these guys have to think. So, so in that case, I think that the Jags got Lawrence right. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Jets got got their pick right? I am not sure if the Jets got their pick right. I really like Darnold, um, but I, I think that they should go a young quarterback. Well, that's in the, that's, in the that's fact what that I'm not sure. They did trade Darnold, and they had to pick. <clears throat> that's, did you did you like? Would you have rather they pick? Uh, would they pick Trey Lance at two? Do you think that would have made more sense? I wouldn't no. have picked Trey Lance at two because I don't think he's ready yet. He didn't play last year because of okay. um, COVID issues and stuff. And he's they were from what I've heard, he's not he's like the least ready to play, but he's intelligent. He'll pick it up quickly. They so it would the have been Jets, too much pressure, this, too much, too quick. Actually, and that I, I think fit wise it wouldn't be there. Yeah, me and Adam felt like we we <clears> picked these, uh, and now. I guess we're just going back through why these picks made sense and why we why we picked them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we were a, I, I felt like we read the situation pretty well. Um, okay, so then after that, what Trey Lance? We already talked about why that made sense. Yeah. How that Shanahan he's going to be able to mold a young quarterback, and that's why he wanted to pick the best quarterback that he thought had the highest upside. And I really think that, you know, whoever went to the 49ers was going to be a hit because of that offense, because of the scheme, because of the weapons. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a hit anywhere he went. 
and then I thought that the 49ers were going to be a sure thing. The other guys, and that's, that's up in the air. That's a toss-up. It just depends on fit and scheme and how much they put in. And I, I just think the other two are, you know, whoever went to the 49ers and whoever. Uh, and whatever, that's why I think Justin, Justin Fields looked the way he did whenever they interviewed him on draft night. Yeah. I mean, he, he was calm, cool, and collective. It was his own home, but he was not showing emotion. And, I mean, it's draft night. Me and Adam were just talking about how much we love this night. And yeah. we're just fans. So, and I know that I know that he does not, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm reading more into it, but I just feel like, again, he understood that the fit didn't make sense. Or, or not that it didn't make sense. It made sense for the Bears to draft him. But he knew that it would be a better fit to be playing under Kyle Shanahan or Bill Belichick. Mm. So that's that's why, you know, Matt Jones wasn't happy he fell. But I'm sure he's happy that he landed with that guy because he, says he place has he wanted to go. incredible references with Nick Saban. And that's going to make his relationship a whole lot easier right off the bat. And like yep. me and Adam were talking about before, whether it's the head coach or the, the offensive coordinator, these guys – they need to have good relationships of trust and and breaking off of that i mean i'm going on a tangent but i think you know maybe that trust wasn't there with with brady and belichick but but that's too far that's too far yeah so but i mean um, we we forget these are 21 to 23 year old kids here you know it's like they're getting millions of dollars new city first time telling them yeah. yeah, I mean, it's new to them. That, like, you're, you're giving up. You're, you're supposed to be the CEO of the franchise, you know, free CEO of the offense and the team, and you're 20, 20 years old, you know, 21 years old. So that's just like, that's a lot of pressure, too. It's not like. And it's an organization. So I, I think that's also why me and Adam are able to, like, relate to this so much is we're not, we're not uh, stud quarterbacks out of college, but we're starting off our careers and we're, we're learning how organizations work. And if I was a young, young quarterback who was handed the reins of the New York uh, football team, a billion dollar two, franchise, I would be, I'd be shaking in my boots. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like, with like the fans, you hear news, you hear sports talk, you know, you're on the yeah. cover, you're on the back page of, you know, the tabloids. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's why the Jets is Justin not a Fields and Chicago. Chicago's big. By, by Urban Meyer. I mean, not doubted, but you could perceive that as, well, wow, it, Urban didn't think it was worthwhile staying because he, he always leaves for health reasons. But he's obviously back already in Florida, that, just, which that can still be health reasons because yeah. maybe he was homesick and, you but, know, I don't know. But but I'm just saying uh, Fields could feel slighted there because think, he already felt slighted in florida and then he now he's feeling slighted that he fell from two where some people had him projected all the way to 11 Mm -hmm. so as somebody coming into that organization with a head coach who's on the hot seat i would not feel comfortable with my relationship with that with that head coach who is happens to be an offensive-minded head coach you know yeah so that that makes his situation all the more tough and chicago is a big sports town yeah it's like the biggest sports town in the midwest you know yeah so so. that's a lot of pressure for a young man yeah and i just i feel for him man because i i think that he's I think he's a good underdog story, kind of. You he know? is, and he is. Even he's, though he's, he's high rated, he's he's still had those moments. 
everything hasn't been perfect well, like it has been story big perfect perfect for uh trevor lawrence you he know? came out of georgia with trevor lawrence like they were you know competing <laughs> from high school they've always been compared to each other so i mean any other year he potentially could be going number one you know but like it, it's just those two are getting right. compared all it's the time just, they play each other in the college football playoff like you know lawrence wins one year he's win the other like, though, yeah is whenever you you should be number one if it if it weren't the year that trevor lawrence was if it was next know? year he would be the he would be the consensus number one pick as of right now if he stayed another year he'd be the consensus exactly the, so i i think this kid could be cut out for chicago but i just think that it's gonna be tough because hopefully hopefully chicago understands and i think chicago does because the gm makes the call makes the final call that hey this is gonna tell us if it's the head coach or if it's the quarterback because it's so so i would feel a little bit better if i was justin Fields. and they made the playoffs last year so i mean you you made the playoffs so you just gotta you know you gotta just maintain or improve a little bit is what your goal is you made the playoffs that you forget that and they almost beat the Saints. They were competing. If the guy doesn't drop the touchdown in the yeah. end zone, they're going to the second round. I, I'm not out on Mitchell Trubisky either. We don't have to talk about that right now. But I don't think that yeah, he's. That's another story. I, I think we'll he's talk a about starter. Yeah. Stories on but that, one, that's but not. This is the draft. Yeah. So okay, I'm I'm sorry, Adam. I'm I'm taking over. Yeah. But we we just let's finish up. So we did the the five quarterbacks. That mm-hmm. was the big topic. Now it's just kind of final thoughts. Yep. So so I'll start. I mean, me and Adam, we like to talk about the Browns and the Steelers. I'll, I'll start, Adam. Or, okay. You, is that fine? That's fine? All right. I'll start with the Browns. And now that I'm in Cincinnati, I'll, I'll, I'll add the Bengals in uh, after you talk about the Steelers. So we'll, we'll keep it kind of AFC, AFC East. <clears throat> okay. Or AFC. North. North. Yeah, sorry. Very good. Okay. So... I think that the Browns killed it. <laughs> I really do. Um, I wanted them to take JOK, or or as he likes to go by, Wu, at number 26. But uh, our GM, Barry, was, was patient and knew, hey, if we want to be competitive, we need at least three healthy, solid cornerbacks at all time, I think. And... And that's what he went out and got another cornerback. Got Newsom, and I, I love Newsom's story. Just seems like a, another young, gritty kid who has a bunch of talent. I mean, the kid had scholarships to elsewhere, but he chose to go to Northwestern, which is not not an easy school to it's just not a, yeah, go to. And it's, it's not a football not power in Alabama up. if you're yeah. playing football. You know, yeah. So, so I respect that, and he's a young kid, and I mean, he, he's described as a guy who they can just put anywhere. So he's, so, so that's good to have. And then, I really wanted us to get a linebacker because I feel like we need a linebacker to just kind of be that, you know, the quarterback of the defense, where you know the safety can can do that. But I think the most effective defenses are are the when you have a strong middle linebacker who can read the defense just like a quarterback, or re, who can read the offense just like a quarterback can read the defense. I mean, it's it's like, well, what would win, what one what one championships like Tom Brady and uh, Teddy Bruschi? You, you got to have a quarterback on each side, and the Browns have a lot of athletic 
talented pieces. I mean, two number one overall picks on on the line, on both ends of the line. And then they have, I mean, Denzel Ward at corner. You got Greedy Williams, who's coming off of injury, but is still that potential promise cornerback out of LSU. And then you got half of the uh, St. Louis Rams defense, their secondary. Mm-hmm. They, they came over to Cleveland, and they had a pretty good secondary. I mean, it's not it's not any of the big, big names that the, the Rams are known to having, but it, it is some very serviceable secondary players. John Johnson's so, the one that I would really stick, yes, point out there. Call, yes. He called defensive coverages last year. He was like, who's their call? He was a big piece of their um their defense and they were the one yeah. I think number one ranked defense last year in terms of yards so that yeah that's a big so, piece right so there. they are getting those guys who who can who are just knowledgeable smart smart players you got a northwestern grad you or not a northwestern grad but whatever yeah, he, northwestern yeah. football player you've got Notre you've got Dame. um Denzel Ward who's obviously a top corner in the league and then you've got a Safeties who can read the defense, and you've got a hard-hitting safety coming back with Harrison too. I, I love Harrison, and now you've got Johnson who can who can read the D better. And then what do you need? You need a middle linebacker who who is a top you know talent out of college. And this guy was this guy was a first-round talent, and they they traded up like uh, maybe eight picks. And they only swap draft picks to move up that that much. I mean, that that's a no brainer. They didn't even lose a draft pick. So, just with those top two picks being hits, I'm super uh, impressed and and glad that the Browns have spent this offseason focusing on the defense because I think it was clear that the offense was there if it needed to be. And not not taking shots at the defense, but just due to injuries and due to whatever, I, I just I think that the defense was the the area of improvement for us. And then we still drafted a lineman, and we still got uh, a skilled. Uh, we still got some skilled players. Anthony Schwartz know, from uh, Anthony Schwartz from stories. Auburn, I believe, uh, in the third round. So, yeah. yeah. So. Overall, I was pleased with the with the Browns draft. Adam, um, I went on my soapbox. What do you think? What do you think about the Browns? What do you think about the Steelers? Yeah. What are your thoughts on on the AFC North draft? So it's really going to depend know. on um on on. I feel like a lot of it's going to depend on Baker, the success there. I mean, there's no really holes. They've they've plugged a lot of holes this off season, and that's what you should really base on. Um, teams you know going in the future and whatnot off of just just the whole offseason as a whole like free agent signings and everything not just um not just the draft itself I mean that's part of it obviously but you know signing John Johnson and Clowney those are good signings there as well um and then getting uh JOK as middle linebacker that's a hard-hitting middle linebacker um there's a surprise fall there but I mean I think that the Browns I I, I think it's really going to depend on on yeah he is hard-hitting what what I'm really going to be curious to see in the next years. I mean, you have a. I think it's a shorter window than. I think it's a short window to really really compete because I think once Baker's contract comes in, Denzel Ward's contract comes in, and you start yeah. feeling Miles Garrett, you're going to start losing some people. You're going to lose an offensive tackle. 100%. You're going to lose a safety. You're going to lose. You're going to lose a linebacker. You're going to lose an off. There's a lot of pressure. You know, Clowney's going to like we going to be gone. The I mean, pressure in Cleveland is real. Like you and know, I think we've realized the head coach. I mean, oh, I unless that yeah. was a fluke season, 
with uh, with the Vikings. Just if those were flukes, I mean, he worked his way up in that organization, and he, and they were they had a phenomenal offense. Well, how you win and, is, and now it's kind of broken without him. I mean, they a bunch of players left. Some players got egos, maybe. I mean, Diggs is amazing in Buffalo. That's another story. But I think Stefanski is the real deal because. He came into Cleveland and he fixed. I mean, he outperformed his expectations in year one, and I think he proved that it was not a fluke. So I think we got the the head coach, and then Adam, I'm gonna keep going with this thought. I think that the offense is there too. I think Baker, Baker, I've doubted Baker in the past. I'm guilty, but I think. Baker also has a good chip on his story, a good story where he's a good Cleveland quarterback with a good chip on his shoulder. And I think Baker would have just been another, maybe Johnny Menzel. But I think Baker, ah, no, he's not another Johnny Menzel. But you know what I mean. Like a, a Tim Couch. Tim Couch was good. But he he didn't thrive with our offense in the organization. But I, I think that... Baker is more set up for success because of Stefanski and because of Barry and because of where Dorsey left us. So I I think the offense is there and I think we're addressing the defense now. And and like you said, Adam, it's a short window though, because we do have a frickin' talented team, and that's what happens with talented teams. Unless you're the New England Patriots and you have an organization that's known for winning championship rings, where you can just take a, you know, Patriot cut to your salary, hoping that you get a ring, a, or you know, mm-hmm. Patriot discount kind of thing, people aren't going to go to Cleveland. But this year, Clowney went to Cleveland. Yeah, Clowney wasn't willing to go to Cleveland before, mm-hmm. but Clowney went to Cleveland this year. The Rams defense, they're, they're two of their secondaries of the of the top defense, like you were saying, chose to go to Cleveland in the offseason. And and I think Barry's making the right decisions in the draft to fill the rest of the holes, too. So like you're saying, Adam, this is a this this isn't here to last. So this is a high pressure season and we're not used to that in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, we had that. We did have that uh, two years, well, a year back, and we choked, and that's why I felt like we would do better this year because that's Cleveland. We have to have a chip on our shoulder, and I'm wor- I'm a little worried with all the hype going into next year, but at the same time, I'm not because I think Cleveland figured it out organizationally. I think we have Stefanski in place. I think we have the head coach in place. I think Barry is the right guy. And I think we have him in place. I thought Dorsey was the right guy, but let's be honest, it seems like Haslam wants a little more control. And Barry is a smart man. So I I trust his decision-making. So, What my thoughts here, and I'll I'll close out with this, is... um, you know, we talked about how the Jets and Bears may not be the best situation for quarterbacks and everything like that. I think the Browns, you know, now we're going to find out, is Baker the right quarterback for the Browns? Because this team is completely loaded, in my opinion. It's completely loaded. I think he no. is, though. I think well, he proved that we'll last see what, I, I know, but I mean, the less he threw, the better you guys did there. It's pretty much just like that. You know, the more he threw, the harder 
the, well, the games were. I, I mean, wouldn't say the less he threw. Let's let's remember the stats I mean, though, because what he was down OBJ. But he did better without o- Odell. He did. He played better without Odell because it made the offense more simple and easy to learn. I think what had to happen was that he had to be limited because he was. Let's not forget he was learning a completely new offense. And this was his third year with his third head coach. Yeah. And he had to learn a new offense. And this was a little more similar to his Oklahoma offense, but you know, he it's been two years of, you know, learning new offense. I mean, it was still Freddie Kitchen's offense, so it's still the same offense, but still, I mean, it's it's not because we saw that Freddie was a better O C than head coach. So yeah. it might have been harder. Um, but again, I think Baker proved it last year because yes, they did better without him. Maybe the stats say that it's, he was better. We were better with less passing from Baker, but let's not forget the situation where OBJ was out. Joku was out. Um, I mean, we had games where we didn't have any of our like Jarvis or OBJ, Higgins was out that COVID game. The Jets game. So, it, for the Jets game, yeah. So it's not like the Jets just came out and whooped us, and we handed it and we handed it. And it's not just like we handed it to them, but there is reason for why we kind of. I guess Cleveland kind of screwed the Jets over, but I I think Baker proved himself. I mean, it's his third year. I think I I mean you when you and have when you have the best offensive game. line and the best duos of running backs and you have still solid receivers and a decent defensive at least front seven you know I I just think that if it doesn't work out then where, where's the where's the attention get drawn to I'm not entirely right. sure like if, that's that's what I'm saying that's why out. I'm saying the pressure's that's, that's on where, that's as a Browns fan I have more I have the Browns bias and I'm overconfident then maybe than the average fan. And Adam, especially as a Steelers fan, where despite, you know, the Steelers fans have been able to rag on Browns fans for the last 20 years saying yeah. it's not a rivalry, but now now it's starting to become more of a rivalry. Yeah. So so you're going to have more of a negative bias maybe, right? <clears throat> well, I, but, I guess. But, but you I, are objective. I'd, I'd but, still, you know, I, I just think that, you know, I, I just, I, I still need to see, I guess, more. I need to see the carrying of the team, I guess, you know, and he hasn't, yeah. he doesn't have to show it right now. That's more of a playoff thing. Cause they should make the playoffs. I'm expecting him to make the playoffs. I'm not, you know, an, you know, abs- you know, absurd or just like ignorant that I'm expecting a playoff run, but I need do you to think see, they'll make, do you think they'll win the first round of the playoffs? If they make the playoffs, well, they're going to make, they're, 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 they sh- they make the there's no reason they shouldn't make the playoffs other than like Baker gets hurt. Cause the backup wise, I mean, there's no shot back in, in the AFC right now. I mean, it's behind the Bills and Chiefs, in my opinion. Okay, let's, I'm let's to think start of. smart. Where do you rank them in the AFC North? I probably have them. I mean, it's, it, and my follow-up question is going to be: Where do you have the Steelers ranked? In the yeah, AFC they're North? they're like those two teams are really really similar to me. They're they're almost like absolutely comparable. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North. That's fair. That's that's what because I would go Ravens with there. The Ravens have done more than the Browns right now. Yeah, Let, I mean, let's well, be honest. They and they they have an MVP 
caliber quarterback. He won the MVP. And, I mean, that's... the quarterback is, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Where last year, he wasn't an MVP quarterback, but he was MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. So, and he has won it, like you said. And I think we learned that that is what, they have the head coach figured out. John Harbaugh is there to stay because he won. I mean, unless, I don't know, unless I'm not looking into their local they're, they're fan base, but they're, I think he's fine. He's won a Super Bowl there with, with uh, Flacco as the, as the quarterback. Harbaugh's not, the best coach in the division. Flacco, um, but, you know. I, I really think Harbaugh's the best coach in the division, and I have no, yeah, there's no question so, about that in my so opinion. So if you have the best so, coach and the best quarterback, that, that's, that's the team typically, for me, too. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll because, go Brown second. That's where it starts, and then after that, it falls in play. And they got another. They got a Tyreek Hill type wide receiver. Is that right? The speedster. Yeah, they have uh, Hollywood Brown. They just drafted. I think um, uh, who's the uh, Bateman from Minnesota in the that's first it, round with like, the pick. About. So they got yeah. another guy from uh, another guy, another weapon. They have Mark Andrews. They and they have a decent offensive line still, even though they traded um, was Orlando Brown, I think um. But, um, yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're good. It's like two years removed from Yonda being retired. Yeah, so. and then I'm going to go probably – I'm going to go Brown second just because of the depth and, you know, having the quarterback on the rookie contract still yeah. and just like the overall – the running – I'd rather have a good run game than a good for, pass game. For, you know? 2020, for the, the 2021 run, The run season, game is what separates. Super Bowl, you know, the, if you have – This team is, is objectively probably number two. If you have a – I uh, would say. If you have a – At uh, least yeah, – it's, it's, I would say they're more of a toss-up than the Steelers and Browns. I would. The, the the Baltimore Ravens and the Browns versus the Steelers. I, I feel like it's almost two tiers right now where the, the Steelers are trying to figure it out and the Bengals have a lot of promise with <clears throat> now where they listen to their, their quarterback of the future, similar to the Jags pairing up the backfield with Lawrence and, and Etienne, the, the, the Bengals, I wanted to touch on that, how they picked Jamari Chase. Despite Penny Sewell being Joe there, going down or with a knee injury, a season ending knee injury, and him looking so phenomenal before that, he begged them to, like you said, Adam, he begged the general manager, pick Jamari Chase, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. And they listened. Yeah. So I, I respect that. I respect the hell out of that decision. Yeah, because the Bengals are typically a conservative organization. And I think that's a smart decision. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, well, you Me have and Ty- Adam are probably going to go to games. You have, I mean, you have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and uh, Jamar Chase with Joe Mixon in the backfield. You have yeah. our right offensive lineman. I think they went offensive lineman second round, so you can you know you can plug and play there. They enjoy. I think they have a decent center. There's Price, and then they have a tackle. Um, slipping my mind right now that they drafted um like two or three years ago. So. Overall, I think that the Bengals and, and they still up. they still drafted a line. Yeah, they drafted right? another. Yeah, I think they drafted. An, I think it was an interior lineman or a right tackle. One of the two. He can play both, yeah. I believe, from memory. But yeah, yeah, and that, and that's the thing. Again, like just like we were getting into why we love the draft so much. Me and Adam grew like this is our division, <laughs> and we're gonna be we're probably gonna be going to the Bengals Steelers game. In the Bengals Browns game, especially with COVID <laughs> dying down, and being able to go again—that's going to be what's so exciting. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. hard not it's hard to pass up those opportunities. There's no reason not to because that's our division, and we want to see that. Yeah, and so. I'm, yeah, 
Yeah. But so so that's why I'm excited that I feel like the Bengals I think they did the right thing in listening to, to Joe Burrow because Adam, you two that was the other thing there where you were you were hyping it up with Jamari Chase. And and I I was questioning it and I I was wondering, wait, why why isn't this young wide receiver out of Alabama Devontae won the Smith. Heisman trophy? for the first time as a wide receiver in a long time, I think since Desmond Allard. It may have been. Why Why is he the third receiver going off the board? And I, Adam's telling me it's because Jamari Chase is hands down better. And he, he's the standout wide receiver who just wasn't able to play this year. He just sat out. Or yeah. chose not he to. chose not to play this year. Because he did so amazing in his last year with Joey Burrow. Well, think about Joey this. Joey Burrow convinced his organization to go out and get, and he already has Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins from last year. And T. Higgins came on. Yeah, T. Higgins was a hit. That was a good pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he, I think there's a big enough sample size to tell that they have three good wide receivers for for a first round. Good, good Athens, Ohio boy, Ohio boy mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's yeah. a fun team. Yeah, they're they're loaded, um, <laughs> weapons wise. And I what, just one last note on um Jamar Chase and the LSU receivers. We saw Justin Jefferson last year, best position player outside of quarterback, and, and could have been argued for the best you know rookie of the year. I think Justin Herbert's amazing. I really really think Justin Herbert's amazing. So I would put him second best rookie. But Justin Jefferson led up the league, and he was the number two two to Jamar Chase. So that's what. That's what you're seeing there. It might not carry over to the NFL, but you saw it in college. He set a bunch of records. That's what I'm thrilled about. That's what I'm excited about with um, seeing a weapon like that with Joe Burrow. And then that's just going to amplify. The thing about Jamari Chase, too, yeah. Adam, I think we were talking about this. He he just looks more like a uh, Calvin Johnson caliber kind yeah. of wide he, receiver. He's a physical whereas, guy. He's, he's, he's like six foot, but he's a physical oh. guy. I mean, you, you you wouldn't think that, though. You watch his tape, he's like bodying guys, going up and getting the ball and high-pointing it, but he's a six foot kind of like... Uh, okay. I, I've seen like, yeah. Mini Megatron. Maybe. Mini, mini Megatron. He's like a Steve Smith kind of guy, but like a little even oh, quicker Steve and like, Smith. you know, okay. physical. He's a physical off-the-ball guy, but I mean, I get he plays big. He plays he's big. That's, sure thing. Yeah, he's, he's a sure a, thing. He's a sure thing. I and think I think Sewell and, strong, Sewell he, and he Chase have the frame. They were going to get a sure yeah. thing no matter what, but they went with the one that Burrow wanted. And you can well, go, oh, and they yeah. already have Boyd, who's their big guy. Yeah, right? so, Boyd's the guy who can lay out. T. Higgins is the slot guy, and then Jamari Chase is just like their one, maybe you know. Yeah, he's he's going to be the one. Jamar Chase is yeah. going to be their one. Yeah, you'd be a one on a lot of that, teams, that, in dude, my opinion. That's a fun offense, especially whenever with they Nixon. take a tackle to to add to the line. And that's Joe Mixon. Be the big question. And that's the thing, too, where it's going to be a question of if it's Zach Thomas, right? <clears throat> or Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor yeah. The head coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he's had his time. And yeah. they did look good before Joe Burrow was going out. Now you need to protect Joe Burrow, though. That's what he needs they to do. Need run to the ball more him. and just so protect him, have a different scheme where it's not reliant. Or, and this is Joe Burrow's second year in his offense, and Joe Burrow has shown that, hey, he's a graduate. Like, <laughs> He's like a he's a graduate of football. He's he's not your typical three and done young stud quarterback, you know. So he knows how to how to do it. And now you just got him as number one, his yeah. boy. 
and he also has two amazing receivers mm-hmm. as his second and third option. Yeah. So he's going to be able to get the, the ball out of his hands quick because it, at the end of the day, he has that trust. Mm-hmm. He obviously created the trust with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to an extent, and he obviously has it with Jamar Chase. I mean, he was his biggest advocate. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be because uh, because of him not being able to get the ball out quick or whatever. It's going to be because of what offense we're calling. Yep. So. 